This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to Business Executive Interviews, brought to you by Flevy.com. Improve the growth and efficiency of your organization by leveraging Flevy's library of business frameworks and analysis tools. For more information, visit Flevy.com. That's F-L-E-V-Y, Flevy.com. Roger Price is the CEO of Phase 5 Group LLC and the visionary behind Eon, the world's first comprehensive operational excellence management solution with accountability for all aspects of the business, sales and marketing, product development, and client relationship management. He also serves on the board of directors for Phase 5 Group LLC. We're going to talk quite a bit about operational excellence today with Roger Price. He joins us now from the Washington, D.C. area. Roger, welcome to the program. Thanks, David. Glad to be here. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. So, you know, we do throw terms like operational excellence and continuous improvement. You know, organizations tend to use these phrases. They throw them around. Give us some sense or a more concise definition or explanation of what these terms really mean in order to you know, set the groundwork for this segment. Sure. Yeah, that uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, we, we try to keep our keep the definition pretty simple. Right. So when we talk about operational excellence, we're talking about companies that are trying to uh, generate a competitive advantage from operational performance. What we mean by that is they if they make product, they make product you know, faster, of higher quality, uh, with less waste. Uh, with fewer defects, with fewer problems than their, than their competitors. If they're a, a service provider, uh, the same is true. The services they provide, they provide them more efficiently, they provide them faster, they provide them better with a higher degree of, of, of quality than their, than their competition. Um, so it's really about applying the right uh, business processes and best practices to improving operational performance so that you can, you know, outcompete uh, the competition, so to speak. Yeah, really position yourself as a uniquely different and uh, hence the excellence piece comes into this. And I would imagine the metrics or the way you measure or, or uh, look at this or frame it is different for a service business and a manufacturer. Do you work in both spaces? And give us a sense of how you think about them differently or the same or, you know. Sure. Yeah, we do work in both spaces. So we work manufacturing and we work on the services side uh, and have quite a bit of market adoption, actually, 
uh, for our product in, in the healthcare space. Nice. And, and I think you nailed it, right? So, you know, the, the, the point of being operationally excellent in the business context is to obviously generate better performance. And so the, the thought process there is if we're doing things the right way, ultimately that's going to manifest in better outcomes for the business, right? And so the, the fundamental, a lot of the fundamental practices that are associated with operational excellence apply in both a, a, a manufacturer or a product-based company versus a, a, a services-based company. It's just the way in which they apply might be different. A lot of the, the fundamental concepts, the tools, the methods that get associated with operational excellence come uh, out of manufacturing from companies like Toyota, and there's a, the, the terms like lean manufacturing, yeah. um, and the Toyota production system, they, they kind of come come from there, or you know, Six Sigma comes out of Motorola, right. um, and, and gained a lot of traction in, in GE and, and, and DuPont and other companies. But the application of those practices into, say, a, a healthcare provider is definitely there. It's just a matter of looking at it differently. For example, if I'm going to look to improve a production process, I need to map what they call the value stream, which is another way of saying I need to understand all the steps in the process where we're transforming, directly transforming the product so that it's something the customer wants to buy and how do we make those more efficient. That same concept of mapping the value stream applies in something like emergency department throughput. So what are the steps in the process from the time somebody walks into the emergency room to be seen by a doctor through to the point in time in which they're being discharged and how do we do those efficiently with minimal disruption and, and, and uh, uh, pain or frustration on the part of the patient. Same concepts, same tools applied. You're just looking at it from the point of view of you know what your business delivers to the customer. Yeah, it is really the same, isn't it? Uh, give us a sense of, from your experience in this space, you go in, what are some of the, and I don't know if there are common uh, misconceptions, myths, pitfalls, or challenges that you find across the board? This may be too broad a question, but I'll ask it anyway. Are there some themes that you see or identify that seem to be challenges common to a lot of your clients? No, it's a great, it's a great question. The answer is, is, yeah, there are some common themes. I mean, most of the companies that we're working with tend to be larger organizations. So think, you know, big multi-site yeah. manufacturers or in the healthcare space, multi-hospital health systems or, yeah. um, you know, hospitals and, and surgical centers and outpatient clinics. So these are big companies and they're trying to drive a standard approach to how they implement these methods, these tools, these practices that get associated with the term operational excellence. And uh, they often make the same mistakes, right? So one mistake that we see quite commonly is what I kind of call the, the, the do first plan later mentality, which is hire some people who really understand lean as an example or Six Sigma and just get them working somewhere in the business and they'll, you know, they'll find opportunity, they'll generate value, they'll prove that this stuff's really great. And then that will generate momentum for more of that sort of work. But but often in big organizations, if you don't plan for how you're going to use those resources properly, if you don't think about some of the cultural resistance that you might face, often that sort of strategy fails. So so the, the sort of do first, plan later mentality tends to be a mistake that many organizations make. Second, we see a lot of organizations that emphasize the conceptual over the practical, meaning they, they love to talk about the tools in a, in, in a theoretical sense. And you know, they, they, a, a lot of experts or practitioners in the space have been well-educated in the use of these tools and these methods. Uh, but if they can't translate those tools and methods into practical uh, opportunities in the business, that uh, employees can execute against, then often you know they're going to fall flat. 
And then finally, the third thing I'd say, uh, a lot of organizations, uh, unfortunately, uh, mess up uh, when they start to deploy operational excellences and over-reliance on technology to solve people and process challenges, right? And that's, yeah. you, know, you know, and data automation, these are, these are big buzzwords in, in a lot of companies today around how do we automate our processes? How do we take the human element out of the work that we're doing? But the reality is that technology in and of itself, if you don't have highly capable and engaged people and you haven't really defined your business processes well, it's not gonna do you a whole lot of good, right? It's like having a, a really great high performance car by not knowing how to drive. Well, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was just going to cross it over to this people piece. I mean, that's a huge part of every business operation, whether it's automated, semi-automated or fully automated. I mean, you're still going to have people running a business, not the other way up. So this is fascinating, this idea of the cultural divide that may be exhibited as you walk in and observe operational problems or, or challenges. I was curious, as the workforce transitions from what I'll call the baby boomer wave into the millennials and others, and I hate these labels, but I'll just use them because they, they can instantly telegraph what I'm talking about. Do you find the generational divide comes into the work you do in terms of uh, creating better operational excellence? Yes and no, right? So at one level, yes, because there are certain. Uh, I think I think you know millennials, and I hate those terms as well. But you know, for, <laughs> right. to, to simplify the conversation, exactly, right? like folks who are entering the workforce today, you know, many of them have sort of different expectations around what they want to do career-wise, different expectations on what they expect the, the the company or the larger organization to provide them as far as kind of self-fulfillment and 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 career trajectory and those sorts of things compared yeah. to perhaps other generations. So at one level, that's true. At another level, people are people, right? And I think throughout time, you know, you get the most out of people when they feel like they're contributing to something that's greater than them, right? And so where a lot of organizations fail in their efforts to, to improve operational performance is uh, they don't address some of those underlying issues that are holding employees back, where employees basically feel like, look, you know, I've been hired to do a job here and I do my job and, and I put my blinders on and I, I go about my day. And, and and what you want are employees who say, no, I, I think about my job in context of what does the business need to do to be successful and how do you tap into that? You know, where where you see lots of employees that are really struggling to engage with the company and find their work meaningful. Often it's because at some point along the way in their time with that company, maybe they offered up an idea that got ignored or they started to improve something and they got their hand slapped by, a, you know, by a manager who didn't handle the situation properly or something occurred that put them in a place where they got defensive instead of really wanting to engage with the organization. And, and those things, those problems, those challenges exist regardless of kind of where you're at generationally. And in order to really drive operational excellence in a lot of large companies, you have to understand and fundamentally address some of those cultural inhibitors to change. Mm, beautiful. Our guest is Roger Price. He's the CEO of Phase 5 Group LLC and the visionary behind Eon. They are the world's first comprehensive operational excellence management solution provider. Do you tend to think of yourselves as consultants when you go in? Is that the idea? No, we, we see ourselves as a product company, basically a former consultancy that reinvented ourselves as a software company about three years ago. And when, when we were consulting in the space, it was still operational excellence focused. 
we were still helping large companies to deploy structured operational excellence programs. Uh, but we were doing that a bit more, you know, the value we were providing, I should say, was a bit more from a services perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and we kept running into the same fundamental business problem over and over again. And that is that these large companies uh, and, and frankly, it exists. We, we've discovered now since then is that existence in smaller companies as well is that these companies that are trying to implement these best practices and improve operational performance or trying to manage this work, which really requires them to engage with, you know, dozens or hundreds or in some cases, thousands of employees and the tools that they're using to try to manage all of the activity are were basically insufficient for the work. So they were trying to repurpose, you know, Microsoft Excel or, you know, Microsoft SharePoint or an access database or yeah, they were trying to use yeah. sort of other tools that really weren't designed for that purpose yeah. to try to manage the work. And it was fundamentally holding them up in their journey. And it was that realization that led us to the decision to say, look, there's lots of companies that provide, you know, services around, uh, you know, Lean and Six Sigma and some of these methodologies. And, and we think we're pretty good at it. But but, you know, that that's a, a skill set that can be found elsewhere. What we want to do is sort of go where we think the need is. And in our view, the need was really around having a fit for purpose solution to manage all of that work. Mm. Uh, and that's what led us to develop Eon uh, and really change the business model to support that. What's fascinating about that, too, is you're experiencing your own sort of scale challenge as well as the challenges of the internal operations that you were working with and servicing. It sounds like it's almost holographic in that sense. You you too now can scale what was maybe a little bit more like a consultancy where it was harder to scale. Uh, and so, uh, and in turn, your clients will benefit with these large organizations where the, the, the tools are inadequate, as you put it. Does that seem to resonate? Yeah, I think that's, that's right. I mean, it's, it's interesting as we've changed the business model from, you know, professional services to product, obviously that has implications for our cost structure. We have a, we have a, you know, full-time multi-person product you know, development team. We didn't have that before. Right. You know, we've got, we've got, we provide our, the services we provide around the product are more virtual in nature than, mm -hmm. than on site. But what it's allowed us to do is support more clients at the same time. So, you know, in our previous incarnation, we might, you know, our business might have been serving say a half a dozen or so clients concurrently but now we can you know we have you know three dozen and growing clients that yeah. we're that we're working with right so yeah. so the nature of the work is different the nature of the business model is different but our ability to provide value to a much larger customer base is really cool and we're really excited about that very very cool and you of course are also contributors to the flevy.com platform who is uh, sponsoring this series. Talk to us a little bit about what we can find from you on Flevy, the platform. Sure. So we've uh, we've loaded some documents on there around operational excellence that folks can get access to. We've got some PowerPoint decks that kind of talk to how to develop, for example, an operational excellence strategy for your business that can be accessed through Flevy. We provided a series of uh, what we call toolkits, execution toolkits, which are basically a set of resources that explain a particular a practice or a particular method or tool within operational excellence, you know, how to, what it is, why it's important, uh, how to implement it, um, all of those things that you might need, sort of a mini playbook, if you will, for yeah. how to implement certain practices. So those are available through, through Flevy as well. 
And in addition, one of the, the exciting things about our relationship with Flevi, which may be a bit unique from, from others, is that our product uh, actually also houses some Flevi content that's been developed, uh, you know, that, that Dave Tang and I have, you know, have just have worked through. Oh, that's where cool. Where th- there are some Flevi documents in our software that support w- how our clients use the software as well. So it's really a two-way relationship. I love the bilateral thing, yeah. And, of course, you can get more information about uh, your company at uh, www.phase5, the number 5, phase5group.com. We've been visiting with Roger Price. He's the CEO there at Phase 5 LLC, and also this uh, the product orientation that we talked about today, Eon, which is scaling for larger organizations, uh, many of the practices they are implementing to help companies achieve operational excellence. Roger, thanks for joining us on the program. David, thanks for your time. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Business Executive Interviews, brought to you by Flevy.com. Improve the growth and efficiency of your organization by leveraging Flevy's library of business frameworks and analysis tools. Find them at flevy.com. That's F-L-E-V-Y, flevy.com. Remember, you can hear more interviews like these by subscribing to the flevy.com channel on YouTube or the Business Executive Interviews podcast on iTunes.